0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control
1: the world. Another week of Planet Earth Under Siege. Want bad news? You came to the right place. Yes, the fun never stops in the Planetary Asylum, Here's a small sample of breaking reports. Air pollution is likely to raise dementia risk. Not likely. Absolutely is. Alzheimer's, ALS, many more. What's in that air? I'll get to that. PFAS forever chemicals have already broken planetary boundary limits. That sounds bad, doesn't it? It is. Crops and fisheries are crashing. The science community issues their most dire warnings ever regarding the near-term fate of the human race. There's more. So much more. Record-smashing heat, floods, fires, sea level rise, swarms of seismic activity, and subsequent eruptions. There's nothing natural about the so-called natural disasters that are wreaking havoc around the world. Power-structure-controlled mainstream media is now fully focusing their programming on silencing so-called conspiracy theorists, aka anyone that does not agree with the official propaganda narrative. Sadly, too many alternative media sources and sites have, in fact, often abandoned credibility with their all-over-the-board posting of anything that they think will get them views. But there are countless completely credible and scientifically verifiable issues that mainstream media is doing their best to hide from populations. And for those that are doing their best to bring such verifiable Thank you for your efforts to sound the alarm while it can still make a difference. Mainstream media is ignoring recent peer-reviewed science reports warning of numerous near-term existential threats. Earth's disintegrating ozone layer, collapse of plankton populations, collapsing fisheries, collapse of insect populations, terrestrial and aquatic, collapse of wildlife populations around the world, well over 70% decline in the last 40 years alone. And about those insects I mentioned a moment ago... 80 to 90% globally. Off the chart, current extinction rate, that is 15,000 times the background rate. Translation, that's a million and a half percent of so-called normal and there's nothing normal about that. How many species are going extinct every single day? Two to three hundred. A figure of nightmares. Food crops are also collapsing all over the world. And all this is only scratching the surface of the converging catastrophes that are closing in on all of us. And what's U.S. mainstream media pumping out non-stop scripted political nonsense. The only network covering any significant global news is the Chinese news, CGTN. That's beyond concerning. The programming, polarization, and pacification of populations continues while the controllers press on with their policies of loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing is left. We, each of us, all of us, are part of a Planetary Truman Show, Everything is orchestrated. The grand illusion, which so soon will burn, and that's not a metaphor. The planetary asylum is being run by the criminally insane. How much more clear can that be at this point? And yes, the hour is indeed late. The doomsday clock is about to strike midnight, and those that don't believe it will soon. Wait and see. With all that in mind, another report on demonizing the messenger. Consider this new headline from Newspunch.com. UN declares war on, quote, dangerous conspiracy theories. The world is not secretly manipulated by global elite. The second part of that headline report, certainly sarcastic. From the report, the United Nations has declared war on conspiracy theories, describing the rise of conspiracy thinking as, quote, worrying and dangerous, end quote, and providing the public with a toolkit to, quote, pre bunk and debunk. Anyone who dares to suggest that the world governments are anything but completely honest, upstanding, and transparent. Anyone that even slightly buys into this United Nations narrative of total nonsense is probably beyond waking up. Move on to those that are willing to open their eyes before we hit the wall of planetary omnicide at full velocity. Let's take a deeper dive into the Planetary Truman Show. How's the COVID script, I mean, scenario, going? Biden catches COVID again. What a surprise. I wonder what they have planned for the occupants of the White House, the puppets that are used to polarize populations. This headline, U.S. declares monkeypox outbreak a public health emergency. No surprise. As geoengineeringwatch.org stated, at the very start of the COVID-19 scenario, the controllers would continue to release a constant succession of pathogens. Their warp speed vaccine response is a part of the policy policy. All is a part of the controller reaction to the planet's now collapsing life support systems. About how the vaccination mayhem is going, though there's a rapidly growing mountain of data and testimony that needs to be heard by anyone that cares at all about the truth, let's take a moment to hear from a now vaccine injured nurse. She is one of thousands, literally, or tens of thousands that are trying to make their stories heard.
0: I was asked to reply to a comment, what do I think the people who refuse the vaccine, the COVID vaccine. Um, I've been hurt by the Pfizer vaccine. I have CIDP, chronic inflammation, demyelination, polyneuropathy. It's changed my life completely. If I had to do it all over again, I would have never got the vaccine. Um, I do work in healthcare. So I do work with patients. So where I work, we were told, you know, if you get the vaccine, you'll save lives, you won't get sick, you won't die. The media was saying the same thing. So I believed it. Um, My friends that didn't get the vaccine, I thought, how could you not get it? You're going to go home. What if you spread it? What if you have it, you don't know it, and you give it to your family members? the worst case scenarios were playing out in my head because of what I was seeing inside the facility. We would have cookouts and things like that with my friends I had a lot of friends that are unvaccinated and they still aren't vaccinated. We'd have cookouts and at first I was scared to go go there because I thought, oh my gosh, what if they're spreading COVID? It was like the dumbest thing I've ever thought of now that I think of it. And once I started hanging out with them and things, they weren't getting sick. And the ones that did get sick, they got COVID lightly. They were back on their way. I had already gotten my vaccine. I had already started having issues and seeing a neurologist. I totally have changed my mind. They were the smart ones. They were the ones that didn't wear the masks. They were the ones that hung around each other and never caught it, never spread it. Some of the ones did get vaccinated because of their jobs. But the ones that aren't, I totally commend you and I wish I was one of you. I think very highly of you, and I'm upset with myself. No job is worth it. No
1: job. So there's my answer. The facial expressions of this now vaccine-injured healthcare professional are as moving and revealing as her testimony. I encourage everyone, find the courage to search and view as many online personal vaccine injury testimonies as you can tolerate. Share what you view with others. Let them make up their own minds about who's telling the truth and who isn't. From the UK Daily Mail, this health experts are quitting the National Institute of Health and the Centers for Disease Control in droves because they're embarrassed by, quote, bad science, including vaccinating children under five to, quote, make their advice palatable to the White House, doctors claim. The report continues, the National Institute of Health and the Centers for Disease Control are reportedly facing staffing shortages as low morale drives away employees. Decisions like the closure of schools and then requiring face masks once they reopened led to many questioning their leadership at the CDC and the NIH. Most recently, the authorization of COVID-19 vaccines for children four years old or younger has confused many in America's top medical agencies. Rats leaving the sinking ship of total tyranny. That's what the medical industrial complex as long as it's become big pharma all in bed with big government. Next headline, stop weaponizing pathogens, biowarfare and the brave new world. From this report, genetically engineered food and crops are not the only dangerous out of control biotechnology we need to be concerned about. The mRNA vaccines are as well. Renowned mRNA vaccine scientist now turned critic Dr. Robert Malone quotes from a recent report issued by the U.S. Military Academy. Here it is. Quote, the threat of bioengineered agents is all the more clear as the COVID-19 pandemic has demonstrated the enormous impact that a single biological agent, even what the military calls a naturally occurring one can have on society, it is likely that terrorist organizations are monitoring these developments closely and that the probability of a biological attack with an engineered agent is steadily increasing, in quote, from the military. But, as Malone points out, the question arises, is this threat novel and only associated with our adversaries? This is a very important, indeed, life or death question, given newly classified Pentagon reports cataloging decades of U.S. biological warfare experiments slash attacks carried out secretly on the U.S. public. I've cited this on my broadcast so many times over recent years that even as of 1977, officially historical records cited no less than 239 open-air biological tests conducted on innocent, unknowing U.S. civilians. 239. How many have happened since? This report continues, peer-reviewed science study published in the journal Nature in 2015 proves conclusively that the engineered SARS-CoV-2 virus came out of a laboratory, not a seafood market, and that this, quote, reckless gain-of-function weaponization of a previously harmless bat virus was a joint product of U.S. and Chinese scientists with a trail of funding and patents not only from Fauci's National Institute of Health and the Chinese government, but also from the Chinese and U.S. militaries. Now let's add this. DARPA, Insects, Mad Scientists, and Us. Irresponsible use of new and very advanced technologies by the U.S. military is life-threatening, the report states. DARPA, by the way, stands for U.S. Military's Defense Advanced Research Projects. So the Insect Allies Program with DARPA is designed to genetically modify mature plants in a live environment by releasing insects infected with genetically modified viruses. DARPA's official story is that in the name of national security, a good way to protect the American crops from potential threats is to genetically modify them using genetically modified viruses as genetic modifiers and insects as flying syringes. Question, how many other genetically modified flying syringe insects are being used on us? Could it be any more clear at this point that the clinically insane are in complete control of the planetary asylum? Time to wake up. You're listening to the weekly bad news broadcast, the global alert news hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S., This is Dane Wigington, your host of the Bad News Broadcast. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for our YouTube channel versions of this broadcast. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel. Click the bell to get notifications of our new videos. Likes, comments, and sharing helps us to get this broadcast out to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary, exposing global climate engineering operations titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice, and in doing so, help us more effectively to sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. On that note, more breaking reports of what can no longer be hidden from the UK Guardian, Climate in-game, risk of human extinction, dangerously underexplored. From that report, scientists say there are ample reasons to suspect global heating could lead to catastrophe. There's no could. There's no may. There's no might. If you're going 100 miles an hour and you're five feet from impact into a concrete wall, there's no could, may, might about whether or not you're going to hit that wall. You are going to hit. No matter how hard you put the brakes on, you're going to hit. And that is our current scenario. The report continues, the risk of global societal collapse or human extinction has been, quote, dangerously underexplored. We've explored it for 15 years at geoengineerwatch.org. In fact, we've pointed out that statistically and mathematically on the current course, there's no question. It's inevitable and now extremely near. And they're just beginning to look into this. They continue, climate scientists have warned about imminent extinction in a new analysis. The international team of experts argue the world needs to start preparing for the possibility ...of the climate in-game. Final excerpt... ...tipping points could trigger others in a cascade. How many times in this broadcast have I pointed that out? Cascading collapse. Species co-extinction. Once one domino falls, it knocks over a bigger domino... ...which knocks over an even bigger domino... ...and it gets worse and accelerates exponentially... ...and that's exactly where we're at. And the so-called science community is just beginning to wake up to this. Such so-called scientists belong in one of two categories. Criminally negligent of the field in which we're told they're experts, or they've been lying. Take your pick. From MSN.com last week, scientists warn of devastating mass extinction event caused by climate change. From this report, new climate modeling study is offering an ominous glimpse into the future of pretty much every species on the planet, Science Alert reports. According to a new study published in the journal Biogeoscience last month, It states that the human-made climate change we're dealing with today will likely take place over a much smaller period of time than previous extinctions. This is so grossly inaccurate. I'll get to that in a moment leaving species everywhere, they say, with far less time to adapt. The greatest known mass extinction occurred over the course of about 60,000 years. According to the worst-case prediction, the Earth could reach a roughly 16-degree Fahrenheit increase in just a few hundred years, enough to trigger another event, but substantially less time for evolution to catch up. This is so criminally false and deficient. In the degree of the warning it is giving, let 's put this in the mathematical context. militarized industrialized so called societies have done more damage to this planet in the span of two hundred years than what has occurred previously in past mass extinctions in spans of sixty thousand years or more, and these so called scientists are saying, "Gee, it may could might get bad in another few hundred years we're there." They say a new extinction could begin to occur somewhere down the road. If we've lost 70% of Earth's wildlife populations in the last 40 years, 80 to 90% of the insects, 90% of the plankton in some oceans, and it's likely similar in the rest of the oceans, everything is collapsing. There's no mass extinction coming. We're neck deep in it right now. And still, we have so-called academia, the so-called science community, completely betraying the human race And the entire web of life. When will they band together, find courage, and stand up in order to tell the truth? While it can still make a difference. When will that happen? I had so many former friends and colleagues in academia that have done nothing but hide in their cabin as the Titanic goes down. And I wouldn't shake their hand if they extended it to me now. I want absolutely nothing to do with them. Not now, not ever. Moving on. More on the betrayal of the so-called science community. This recent headline from Scientific American, geoengineering could turn skies white. Does anybody look up and the, not really a white, is it? It's a dirty, filthy, wispy, non-natural looking mess in our skies. And how many people notice? I swear you could start the sky on fire and almost none would notice. So they would say, "Oh, it's natural. It's always been that way." No it hasn't. For the record, our climate intervention operations the same As what is officially termed weather modification programs? Short answer, no. Not the same. Not even close. Climate intervention operations are inconceivably more massive. In essence, completely negating what is recognized as weather modification operations. Consider the comparison. Weather modification generally, a single-engine, propeller-driven airplane that might carry 10 or 20 pounds of cloud-seeding material dispersed through flares attached to its wings. Now consider extremely extensive global fleets of jet tanker aircraft, many of which can carry up to a 100 tons of climate engineering elements in a single flight. Do the math. Small-scale so-called weather modification operations are a smoke-and-mirrors tactic to divert public view from the climate engineering elephant in our skies, a.k.a. climate warfare. Next, more not-so-amazing conclusions from the so-called science community this headline from last week cloud study demystifies impacts of aerosols from the report aerosol particles in the atmosphere have a bigger impact on cloud cover but less effect on cloud brightness than previously thought how many headlines are it's worse than we previously thought it's not what we previously thought it's different than we previously thought it's because certain factors are becoming impossible to hide now it says new research reveals this change in the atmospheric aerosols Atmospheric aerosols are increasing due to human activities, they say. Again, I ask, does it take a team of so-called scientists to reach such a conclusion? The human race is burning up to 100 million barrels of carbon fuel every single day, while geoengineering jet aircraft crisscross our skies, spewing out tens of millions of tons of toxic climate engineering elements annually. And then there is the Downstream consequences of all this, like the climate engineering-fueled forest incinerations that are accelerating exponentially all over the world, and it takes a team of so-called scientists to tell us human activity is increasing the amount of toxic filth in our skies? What a revelation. About weather and environmental warfare, watch for a very important coming geoengineeringwatch.org post on the subject next week. Very damning for the powers that be. Moving on. New from LiveScience.com, Tonga's eruption injected so much water into Earth's atmosphere that it could weaken the ozone layer, the report states. They say the atmospheric water vapor could also contribute to global warming. Yes, blame the planet's collapsing life support systems on nature, not on the overwhelmingly more destructive factor of human activity, with climate intervention operations at the top of the list. Not just the saturation of the atmosphere with nonstop jet-sprayed, highly toxic aerosol particles, but the nonstop Microwave radiation manipulation of those particles. Yes, just blame it all on the volcano. Next headline, this one from severeweather.eu. A strong burst of nearly 4,000 earthquakes occurred in Iceland, causing an increased risk of new volcanic eruption as we head into August. This report states nearly 4,000 earthquakes were detected in the first 24 hours, with activity continuing at a strong pace. Data also shows tremor signals indicating that the activity is likely due to magma movement below the ground. They then say more than 20,000 earthquakes have been recorded with the Icelandic Meteorological Office's Automatic Seismic Measuring System two weeks after the start of the earthquake swarm. Next, this is related. This is the follow-up. The eruption has begun. This is from this week. ABC News has stated, Icelandic volcano erupts amid series of earthquakes Will this new eruption eventually provide the controllers with another premise to pretend climate engineering isn't disrupting rain cycles and destroying the ozone layer? Will the so-called experts yet again blame it on the volcano? Will the majority of the masses gulp down the official narrative across the board? This trend can't and won't continue much longer. Impact at full velocity draws very near as the gravity and immediacy of what's unfolding becomes impossible to hide even from the most asleep at the wheel portion of the population. The controllers will play very big cards soon. They won't allow populations to fully awaken and come looking for them with their proverbial pitchforks and torches. How dark is the horizon? New from msn.com. Scientists say it's time to prepare for human extinction. And and I know how many people, so-called alternative media truth-tellers, that claim anyone who says there's anything this bad going on is just an alarmist. They've said that for how many years, and how bad has it gotten since? How much faster is it getting bad now than ever before? And yet you have those who simply label anyone who tries to point out how dark the horizon is as an alarmist. Or you have the other side of the fence, the mainstream media side of the fence, that labels anyone who disputes the official narrative a conspiracy theorist. Is either narrative pusher better than the other? I think not, but I'll leave it up to the listener to decide. And about the data presented on this broadcast, all I have ever asked is for the listener to make up their own mind, but only after honest, objective investigation without bias, preconception, or programming. We must view the horizon through a clear lens, not a colored one. The report continues. The world needs to prepare for human extinction because of climate change, according to a shocking new study. Of course, the climate intervention elephant in the equation never mentioned. No surprise. They continue. Scientists say global warming could become, could, may, might, catastrophic. It's not there already. For humanity, they say, if temperatures rise by even more than they are predicted to, or if heating sets off chains of events that have not yet been predicted... We have named these feedback loops at geoengineeringwatch.org again and again and again in the climate science community, so-called climate science community, pretending that they're just waking up to this. And as far as the temperatures go, the whole narrative that we are trying to stay below one and a half degrees C is a complete fabrication based on frontline data. We are likely well past three and a half degrees C now. We are likely well past the threshold at which human beings have existed on this planet. And no, that doesn't mean we die overnight, but things are dying at blinding speed at a speed never before recorded in the history of the planet and the dive is accelerating radically it continues a team led by cambridge university academics in the uk say we should prepare for horror scenarios ranging from the loss of 10 percent of the world's population to the end of human life on earth the researchers say the consequences of more than three degrees c of warming compared with pre-industrial times have not been explored well enough again we are likely past three and a half degrees c now the team wants new research to focus on the quote four horsemen of the climate in-game famine malnutrition extreme weather and conflict and vector-borne diseases again let's plug climate intervention operations and the atmospheric spraying into this equation they can distribute whatever they want including biologicals and the elements we already know conclusively that are falling down through the air column due to climate intervention operations, are unimaginably toxic. Each element by itself unimaginably toxic. And when you combine these elements, you have synergistic toxicity. The overall toxicity can increase by as much as 10,000%. That's 100 times worse. We have peer-reviewed science study to prove that in the case of aluminum and mercury. Combine those two elements and toxicity can increase as much as 10,000%. And we don't even have science study When you start to mix all these other elements into the equation, it's a wonder any of us are still walking and talking. But for how long will we be? As biosphere implosion accelerates, what are the controllers up to? This headline from last week, Senate votes to add Finland and Sweden to NATO. That didn't take long. Put this under the category of desperate controllers circling their wagons as collapse unfolds. Another headline from last week, following Sri Lanka, Panama becomes next nation to collapse amid global recessionary pressures and unrelenting inflation. And the bottom line foundation to all of this, biosphere collapse. Nature formally provided 75% of all global GDP for free. No more. And then there's this foundational issue of not enough water. No water, no life, total collapse. It's not just Lake Mead and Lake Powell, Lake Shasta, Lake Orville. Water bodies all over the world are going dry, while other regions are being drowned in biblical-scale deluge. That's the hallmark of climate intervention operations, drought deluge scenarios. Global power structures and the climate engineers control the spigot. They decide where it will rain, how much, and how toxic that rain will be. About Texas, this headline. From the Texas Standard, as water becomes black market south of the border, experts say scarcity could impact Texas border communities. How come nobody can summon the courage to say will? They always have to say could, may, or might. Here's an excerpt from this report. Experts working near international water reservoirs on the border say that the severe drought occurring throughout the American West and northern Mexico may soon have dire effects across South Texas as well. It's already happening. Climate intervention operations continue to be the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, the weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. It's just blamed on nature. The reality of climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare, is scientifically indisputable. Anyone that's not clinically blind should be shocked by what they witness in our skies. And thankfully, finally, many are beginning to look up. It's been a team effort with all those in the field. They're doing everything they can to help spread fires of awareness and to stoke those fires until they merge into a blaze that cannot be extinguished by the media controllers and their central bank puppet paymasters. Factors that must be overcome by those still clinging to denial. Cognitive dissonance. The state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. Again, we must clear the lens through which we see the world. Normalcy bias, the tendency for people to believe that things in life will continue to go on the way that they have. Good luck with that. And let's not forget this, Stockholm Syndrome. People develop positive feelings toward their captors or abusers over time. Translation, Big Brother Governments. Or perhaps another part of the problem is this, from the UK Guardian. Air pollution is likely... To raise dementia risk, find U.K. government experts. From that report, cognitive decline in older people is more likely to be accelerated by exposure to emissions, finds review of 70 studies. They say air pollution is likely to increase the risk of developing dementia. A government research group has said studies are split over which pollutant is most associated with these effects. That's really astounding, isn't it? Especially since the U.K. government fired the world's most recognized researcher on aluminum toxicity who published peer-reviewed reports proving that without aluminum in the equation, there would be no Alzheimer's or other related neurological diseases in the normal human lifespan of 100 years. And they, i.e. the controllers, fired this world-renowned aluminum toxicity researcher, Dr. Chris Exley, and his entire team gone with him. So with all that in mind, is it any wonder that so-called academia just can't figure out which pollutant is causing the core of the problem with neurological diseases like dementia and Alzheimer's. We are living in a circus of insanity and total criminal corruption. And all of it's turning the planet into a toxic waste dump. With that in mind, let's add this newly published science study. Outside the safe operating space of a new planetary boundary for PFAS chemicals, a.k.a. the forever chemicals, the kind that never go away. So here's the bottom line translation. The human race has permanently polluted the planet. And about the business-as-usual toxic waste dumping in our oceans, this is new from the LA Times. It's even worse than they thought. What a surprise. History of DDT ocean dumping off LA coast, even worse than expected, EPA finds. Federal regulators concluded that the toxic waste that was dumped in the deep ocean near Catalina Island could be far worse and far more sweeping than what scientists had anticipated, again and again and again. Having spent many years and countless hours of diving in the waters around Catalina, and the other Channel Islands, and knowing how dead it is now, this kind of story boils my blood, a controlled rage that can only be managed by pressing on in the battle to expose the insanity, all of it, everyone involved in it, which includes agencies, so-called elected officials, and the bought-and-paid-for criminal media, who can only be considered accomplices in the crimes and cover-up. Industrialized military societies have decimated the planet in the geologic blink of an eye. Toxic weather warfare is the epitome of human insanity. Now the price must be paid. And no, buying an electric car won't stop what's coming. It will only accelerate the process. Once you leap from the top of a 100-story building, you can flap your arms as wildly as you want. You're not going to fly. You're going to hit the pavement with unimaginable force, and that moment draws near. Let's cover more reality headlines. And labeling it as doom and gloom and pretending it isn't so... Won't make it go away. From last week, California water futures hit record high on worsening drought. Climate engineers can shut the water off as long as they want, exactly as Geoengineering Watch said for a decade and a half if climate intervention operations weren't stopped. And they weren't. This report states, quote, California is several years into one of the worst droughts in state history, sending the price of water across the Golden State to record highs. False, false, and false. Not several years into the drought, about 20 years in, not one of the worst droughts in state history, but the worst drought in at least several millennia based on paleo data and about the Golden State, not anymore. Now the scorched, dead, and dying state. Next, from HighCountryNews.com, the U.S. West's forever fire season. How climate change makes wildfire more likely to happen all year round. What is fueling wildfires more than any other factor around the globe is climate intervention operations. Please do not believe me. Please actually investigate what climate intervention operations are specifically doing to further fuel epic wildfires. Search the Engineering Wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org for many reports or asserts this specific re- report, one of our most important ever, wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. Moving on, this report issued last week from the UK Guardian. Soon it will be unrecognizable. Total climate meltdown cannot be stopped, says expert. From this report, blistering heat waves are just the start. We must accept how bad things are before we can head off global catastrophe, according to a leading UK scientist. The publication of Bill McGuire's latest book, Hot House Earth, could not be more timely. The report says Maguire, who is a member of the UK government's Natural Hazard Working Group, takes an extreme position, really, not so much, and then goes on to state how bad things will be by 2050. They then say, as to the reason for the world's tragically tardy response, McGuire blames a, quote, conspiracy of ignorance, inertia, poor governance, and obfuscation, and lies by climate change deniers that has ensured that we have sleepwalked within less than a half a degree of the dangerous 1.5c climate change guardrail. McGuire then states, soon, barring some sort of miracle, we will crash through it. Let's stop there. Who's lying and denying, Mr. McGuire? Perhaps you should take a good long look in the mirror. First, we crashed through the proverbial guardrail two decades ago or more. We don't have till 2050 or 2040, or 2030, or likely even 2025, before things get very, very bad. Next, based on unfiltered frontline temperature data, we are already past 3.5 degrees C of warming. And finally, there can be no legitimate discussion about climate anything without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering issue. For our new on-air listeners, you're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 365, August 6th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations, In Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations, including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Santa Cruz, Tucson, Arizona, San Bernardino, California, Las Vegas, Nevada, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, and more to come, if all goes as planned. GeoengineeringWatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last-hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm... Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming by email, directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube channel of The Dimming or Global Alert News or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video or YouTube, Please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. Final footnote, Geoengineering Watch awareness-raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high-quality printed materials and just added climate engineering conversation starters, our new geoengineeringwatch.org shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Doing so is the first and most important leap we can make toward getting the as-of-yet-uninformed to look up. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, i.e. their own demise and ours. Back to reality, or rather, the Planetary Truman Show. From the South China Morning Post, this, Pelosi, Taiwan, and climate. Why military conflict might be good for the planet. Let's ponder that headline for a moment. How might it be good? By cutting consumption. That's what this article states. Certainly true. After a nuclear exchange, subsequent societal collapse, and the meltdown of 440 nuclear power plants, no humans, no consumption. Simple. For those that are still wondering how the global controllers think, there it is. Not just the controllers from one country or another. It's a collective. No matter what surface conflicts there may be between nations, orchestrated or not, all global governments are actively or passively cooperating with climate engineering operations, along with the other major disruption that starts with a C, which I'm not allowed to mention, and lots of other similar subjects on the same theme. About that war being good for the climate bit, let's add this. From topwar.ru, U.S. may supply Ukraine with depleted uranium ammunition. Wow, what a great idea. Let's just spread DU all over the globe with the radioactive half-life of four and a half billion years with a B. Forever. And about the U.S. military contaminating everything they touch, including the water for our own military brothers and sisters, this... At least 12 military bases contaminating water supply with toxic PFAS chemicals. That's the forever chemicals that don't break down. Report states dangerous levels of toxic PFAS chemicals are contaminating water supplies in areas around at least 12 military bases. New Department of Defense testing has revealed, drawing concern from public health advocates, that the Department of Defense is not doing enough to protect the public. They don't do enough anything of significance to protect our own troops. Why would they care about the public? The population and the spent troops are nothing but a liability to those in power. The proverbial, quote, useless feeders, in the words of Henry Kissinger. Who's running the asylum? Men, just like him. Question, why would so much of the population blindly believe whatever they're told by such a power structure, with such individuals running it? When will the blind cooperation and order following stop? Here's the bottom line. Biosphere collapse has beat the controllers to the intersection. They are now more desperate and dangerous than ever. Countless factors are already far past the breaking point. Big shoes will drop soon. Count on it. More headlines from the front lines. Marine heat waves have devastating impacts on marine life in the tropical western and central Pacific ocean region. Half-truth, the marine heat waves are killing ocean life all over the globe, along with contamination of every imaginable form and... The destroyed ozone layer, direct result of climate engineering, which is killing plankton, the foundational food source in the oceans. Oceans die, we die. Very simple. Next headline from Axios.com. Melt record set in rapidly warming Svalbard, Norway. What happens when the ice melts? Not a hard blank to fill in. Increasingly frequent tidal flooding, also known as sunny day flooding, which the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration warned is an increasingly prevalent phenomenon along the U.S. east coast and countless other parts of the world which they neglect to mention. Miami, for instance, is spending about a billion dollars a year trying to keep their streets dry, right now. And about the blue ocean event in the Arctic, which I've brought up many times, the only thing hiding that is statistical falsification of how big the ice pack actually is, and sea surface chemical ice nucleation operations, which we can see from satellite imagery, looks like a chemical spill on the sea surface, which official sources then tell us is ice pack. And they consider anything with 15% slush or more in the ocean as ice pack. That's still 85% ocean, isn't it? What happens when we lose the summer ice pack in the Arctic? We lose the Earth's air conditioner. We have oceans that will then absorb 90% of the sun's incoming thermal energy, now packed with intense UV, instead of the ice pack reflecting 90% of it. Everything goes exponential as the oceans warm. The massive methane deposits on the seafloor thaw release into the atmosphere and we are on track for venus syndrome climate engineering in the attempt to mask what's happening in the arctic has only further fueled the process altering upper level wind currents which has altered ocean currents which has pumped warm water into the oceans melting the ice from the bottom up as well same thing happening in antarctica And here's an article that covers that quote from last week. Troubling new research shows warm waters rushing towards the world's biggest ice sheet in Antarctica. From that report, warmer waters are flowing towards the East Antarctic ice sheet. According to, Alarming new research which reveals a potential new driver of global sea level rise. The research just published in Nature Climate Change shows changing water circulation in the Southern Ocean may be compromising the stability of the East Antarctic ice sheet. There's no may, there's no could, there's no might. It's melting it from the bottom up. The ice sheet about the size of the United States. Is the largest in the world. The changes in the water circulation are caused, listen to this, by shifts in wind patterns. Didn't I just mention that? Climate engineering altering upper level wind patterns, that's altering then ocean currents, pushing warm water where it should not be. They say, and this is linked to factors including climate change, no mention of climate engineering, no surprise. The resulting warmer waters and sea level rise may damage marine life and threaten human coastal sediments. There's no could, no may, no might. It's a given we have a completely bought and paid for honorless so-called science community that if they don't find their courage, band together, stand up, and tell the truth while it can still make a difference, we will soon have nothing left to salvage. And for the record, right now, there is all-time low Antarctic sea ice. Do you think we would see a headline somewhere? But no, we don't. Just a constant scripted three-ring circus of political idiocy. Moving on. Rivers drying up again all over the globe, not just the Colorado. It's only one of countless primary water sources that are being dried up by climate intervention operations. This new headline from last week, Europe's Rhine River at dangerously low levels, centimeters from shipping disruption. The controllers are tightening the noose from every conceivable direction. Climate intervention operations are core in this equation. But wait, we just need more technology and biological engineering to save us, right? Right. This headline, new study finds ocean viruses may help reduce climate change. Really. They say researchers at Ohio State found a new way to mitigate climate change may come from observing viruses in an unlikely sea creature, plankton. The study, published in the journal Science, states plankton with certain viruses can steer carbon dioxide from the atmosphere to permanent storage at the bottom of the ocean floor. Researchers can find which specific viruses induce this process to reduce carbon pollution in the ocean. Let's stop there. Where does the insanity end? We've already lost 90% of the plankton in the Atlantic, likely similar figures in other oceans. Climate engineering has destroyed the ozone layer, which is releasing intense UV radiation, which is killing plankton all over the globe. No plankton, no people, and we're going to infect what's left with some genetically engineered virus. Is there any sanity in the whole of academia? Is there any honor left at all? We had a perfect planet, a miracle planet, and so-called science and technology is going to keep fixing it until virtually everything is dead, including us, not somewhere out on the horizon, but far sooner than almost any are willing to face. The entire matrix of militarized industrialized society is a training ground to morally bankrupt societies, and oh how well it has worked on so many. Don't waste your time arguing with dedicated denialists that don't want to even examine the facts because they've long since made up their minds without them. You can't add to a cup that's already full, as the proverb goes. Move on to others that are not completely committed to their programmed view of the world. Much to cover, and I'm running out of time. Let me get through as much as I can. Off the charts, heat and UV is killing crops. I'll get to that in a moment, but there's also this to consider from last week. 90% of Earth's soils at risk by 2050. About that headline, no need to worry. If the human race remains on the current course, our species will have already gone extinct two decades or more before 2050. Don't think that's possible? Wait another year. You will. From the UK Guardian, falls in Europe's crop yields due to heat waves could worsen Price rises, not just the heat, it's the UV, it's the lack of humidity, all of which is directly connected to the climate engineering onslaught. Report states from Spain to Hungary, output of staples such as corn is forecast to fall, adding to impact of Ukraine's war on food security. Ukraine's, for the most part, an excuse. The biosphere is imploding. Next headline, extreme heat waves expected to intensify as global temperatures rise, says expert, to take an expert to tell us that. Next, how well can weather experts predict unprecedented heat waves? Not a prediction, scheduled and manipulated. Next headline, extreme heat waves may be our new normal thanks to climate change. Is the globe prepared? Answer, no. And again, climate engineering core to the most intense heat waves, ionosphere, heater-created heat domes, Doesn't mean the planet's not warming, it's in total meltdown, but it's even worse under these heat domes that are being used by the climate engineers to manipulate upper-level wind currents, and thus, precipitation. Next, this, AccuWeather's 2022 fall forecast. AccuWeather, Weather Channel, all for the record, all these agencies and organizations are owned by the same power structure that controls climate engineering, so their job is to cover the tracks of the climate engineers pretending they're, quote, forecasting when all they're doing is reading a script. From this report, AccuWeather's team of long-range meteorologists led by veteran forecaster Paul Pastelock, has been, quote, cooking up the long-term forecast for this autumn. Here's their forecast. Heat and drought to remain locked over the plains, drought to fuel another active wildfire season in the West. And they then say widespread long term drought has set the stage for another active wildfire season through most of the Western U.S., but the worst of the fires are expected to develop in different areas compared to 2021. How would they know any of this? This is all scheduled. The Interior West is a tinderbox that just needs to be sparked to start fires that can evolve into raging infernos. Here's an idea. How about sending Paul Pastelock and the rest of the staff at AccuWeather a link to the dimming and ask them what they think after they view it? Again, the dimming documentary link can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and please let us know at geoengineeringwatch.org what Pastelock or any of his staff say in response or if they respond at all, which I would doubt. But sending them a link to the dimming makes them more accountable once climate engineering is fully exposed, and it will be one way or another. Climate engineering continues to fuel epic wildfires. Search the Engineering Wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and This report, wildfires serve geoengineering agenda. About the fires last week, McKinney Fire explodes in Northern California. This new large fires burning in Oregon, closed section of Pacific Crest Trail. 19 wildfires were ignited in Oregon last week and due to over 900 lightning strikes. Lightning strikes directly related to the electrically conductive particles being sprayed into our skies by climate engineering. Next This from smithsonianmagazine.com. Our forests can't handle this much stress. A new study suggests that climate change is making life more difficult for forests to adapt to new stresses on the environment. If forests can't recover quickly after disasters, their ability to mitigate climate change may also decline, no may, no could, no might, potentially spurring even more dangers to forests. That's called the feedback loop. Trees play a crucial role in balancing the impact of humans on the planet, sucking up about a third of the carbon emissions, not anymore. According to the study... Droughts and extreme weather like those facing Europe right now are becoming more common and more severe. Just Europe? How about regions all over the world? What's not being drowned in biblical-scale deluge is being dried out and incinerated. Climate intervention operations are inseparable from both drought and deluge scenarios. Also, about the death of our forests, search this report. Dying of the trees, the climate engineering nightmare continues. Again, I feel compelled to state that our war against nature is a war against ourselves. As hard as what I'm about to say may be to digest, what matters is this, is it true? Has the human race taken as a whole behaved exactly as a parasite? From futurism.com, this astrobiologist suggests the earth itself may be an intelligent entity. The researchers point to evidence that underground networks of fungi can communicate to suggest that large-scale networks of life could form a vast, invisible intelligence that profoundly alters the conditions of the entire planet. Could that be true? During my years of working in the forest, alone and in solitude, desperately trying to restore the damage done by devastatingly destructive logging, I've experienced circumstances that I can't explain. Situations that absolutely should have been my final moment. But it wasn't. I was spared again and again. Loggers leave a twisted mess of leaning, tangled, dead, and dying trees behind. For the forest to begin recovery, this tangled web must be cleared. I've been falling dead trees since I was 12. My father was an arborist. When working alone in the forest, I all too often move at a borderline reckless pace in my Desperate motivation to free the forest from what the logging has done to it. On more occasions than I can chalk up to chance and unbelievable luck, I've had towering dead trees slip the stump as I was falling them. This can happen when the core wood has rotted completely away, a symptom which is not visible from the outside, but now epidemic in the forest due to the climate engineering contaminants in our rain, which is killing soil microbiome, along with the roots of the former sentient beings in our forests i.e. the massive trees when my chainsaw hit the unseen rotting core and with the pressure from other surrounding leaning trees the tree above me is violently ripped off the stump i've had such moments alone in the forest when five tons of dead tree trunk is coming down directly on top of me at that millisecond i felt to my core that i had just made my last mistake i had met my end yet somehow As I fell back and hit the ground, the massive falling tree deflected, leaving a three-foot deep crater only inches from my legs and lower extremities. My mental images of this event, and others like it, are crystal clear. I can't explain them. I won't try. But all I could think of for an hour or more as I laid on the ground, trying to comprehend what I had just experienced, what had just saved me, the Creator, the Great Spirit, did the planet somehow know? that I was expending my life's energy in the desperate attempt to help her recover. How did this massive tree deflect a millisecond before crushing me? I don't own my life. I owe it to the whole, more times than I can remember, bonus time, which I fully intend to utilize till my last breath. We're here for a reason, each and every one of us, and that reason is to make a difference. The Native Americans, my ancestors, the Choctaw and others, understood At their core, if the planet dies, we die. John Hollowhorn of the Oglala Lakota said this so long ago. Someday the earth will weep. She will beg for her life. She will cry with tears of blood. You will make a choice if you will help her or let her die. And when she dies, you will die. The only chance we have of changing course is to summon the courage to face the full fury of the unspun truth head on. The controllers are more desperate and dangerous than they have ever been. They will continue to play ever bigger cards and they hold many. If the masses could be fully awakened, we could, even at this late hour, alter the equation. We could trigger a shockwave around the world. This effort will take all of us. It cannot be done by a few on behalf of the many. Every single day counts at this point. We hold more power than we can ever imagine, but we must choose to use it. Sitting the bench will not win this war. Sharing credible data from a credible source is key. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Face to the wind. Never surrender. Ever. Until next week, this is Dane Wigginton from geoengineeringwatch.org.